Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of the Hot Lap Podcast. I am your humble audio servant, Lee Stevens. Uh, before we go any further, the usual stuff, we've got to get out of the way. I know you've all listened to the beginning. See, you leave it on, you don't know when people turn podcasts off if you do it at the end. But if I get all this shit out of the way at the beginning, then I know every single one of you hears it. Um, if you want to help support this podcast and every other podcast I do, you can go to Must See Audio's Patreon and sign up to one of the tiers. I don't even know if you can change the name of, of uh, patrons, but if you can, over the coming days, I will probably change that patron name to like Lee Stevens Content Creator or something like that. Because given the fact that the Hot Lap is now its own thing, Must See Audio is its own thing, there's tentative sort of baby steps being made into doing YouTube stuff as well. Uh, I've been doing stuff for the Alien Addict YouTube channel as well. Um, it feels more genuine, if I say, because basically what you're doing is supporting me do things. It's it's less about Musty Audio now and more about just what I do content-wise, or at least I hope that's what it's about anyway. Uh, the usual thing as well, if you want to come and follow me, on social media things, I am at a total shunt on Instagram and Twitter. They're the two main platforms I use. Uh, I don't really like Facebook, so it's not really much you should use on Facebook. But if you want to speak to me, Twitter's probably the one, really, because I love a bit of Twitter. I like a bit of Instagram as well, but my life's just not interested enough to post pictures up. So generally, you'll find me on Twitter trying to be funny or antagonistic, one of the two. Um, 
We had a great race yesterday. Like, it was one of those races that just came up. It fucking threw everything at us. And when we thought it was done, it wasn't done. Not even, like, three laps before the end. It still wasn't done surprising us. So what I think we're going to do is we're going to do the usual thing of just running through the the order. And I want to rip through that today because we've so many talking points. It's, it's almost not worth talking about them when we go through the drivers. We'll rip through that and then I'm going to hear what you said and what you want to say about the Grand Prix. Um, Esteban Ocon, DNF, pulled into the garage, never came out again. Uh, sad for Ocon. He was having a reasonable run. I think think he might have even pipped Alonso, you know, if he'd have carried on going. He's been driving well this year, and he absolutely deserves a seat for next year in Alpine, should they decide to keep him on. Um, the first of the tire, uh, tire retirements, that's not easy to say, is it, uh, was Lance Stroll. And wow, wasn't that a precursor of things to come? Um, Pirelli, uh, lots of fingers being pointed at Pirelli. I can understand why we shouldn't have tyres just exploding out of nowhere, but I do hope that the media don't throw the baby out with the bathwater because, let's face it, you know, it's, if if Pirelli would have put a slightly more conservative estimate on their hard tyre, we probably wouldn't have had this issue. Uh, Max Verstappen, the second of the tyre failures, he was on for an almost certain victory and with... Um, Lewis Hamilton, a couple of places behind him, he was going to stretch his championship lead. It was all looking pretty bleak for Lewis until his rear tyre went and he went spearing off into the barrier, much as Lance Stroll did. Uh, obviously gutted at the time, he didn't realise that obviously Lady Luck was going to shine down on him later. You know, realistically for the championship, it's like this race never happened, but for other people that aren't really part of this championship. It was probably the best weekend of the last couple of years of their lives. Um, George Russell, awful race for him, really. He was just stuck in the middle and thing. He was ahead of the like the back of the midfield pack. I believe they brought him in to change tyres, and then he was retired, and I'm not going to lie. I don't even know why he was retired, but uh, George we'll talk about later on because he's in the Mercedes picture, isn't he? Uh, Nicholas Latifi drove a Nicholas Latifi race moving swiftly on uh, Lewis Hamilton now the restart happened as you'll all know Lewis Hamilton accidentally or you might not know this bit if, if depending on when you turn the TV off but essentially it sounds like when he was moving to cover off um, um, Sergio Perez he flicked the magic button on which shifts all the brake bias forwards to help heat the front brakes up and uh, he got to the first corner and had no brakes. Massive lockup, straight off, nil point, and a 15-place finish for Lewis Hamilton. His worst finish for 12 years. Wow. Uh, and what, you know, it's... It, I mean, realistically, the, the impacts this for both drivers could, could have on the championship is huge, but more so Lewis because Max was already gone. When Max was in the race with Lewis, he was only going to extend his uh, his lead by a couple of points. Lewis was going to get a bag of points that Max didn't get, and it could have been world championship winning when you look at how good that Red Bull seems to be at the moment. Nikita Mazepin, uh, our finishing ahead of Lewis Hamilton, wow. Uh, 14th place, him and Schumacher had a bit of a spat. 
He went to uh, Schumacher went to overtake him. He moved under braking. Schumacher wasn't happy. Happy accused uh, accused Nikita Mazepin of trying to kill people, much as his father did when uh, David Coulthard ran into the back of him when he came storming into the uh, McLaren garage, going, "You tried to fucking kill me." Interestingly, fact the head uh, ITV um, like journal. Uh, one of the head journalists for ITV for F1 at the time, who used to do the driver interviews, I was at that race. I was at that uh, Belgium 1998. And uh, I ended up, like young, stupidly, was sat in a bar in um, Belgium waiting for the plane to get back to the UK, talking to this guy about the race. And he was so excited because... Uh, he got the interview with Coulthard afterwards where he said that Schumacher stormed into the garage saying you, he tried to fucking... Uh, he was saying Schumacher said he tried to fucking kill me to Coulthard. So he was very excited about that and it was really cool. I wish I wish that was now because I could have recorded said conversation and you could have listened to it. Um, Valtteri Bottas. I think the worst weekend I've ever seen Valtteri Bottas have. This was ridiculous. He's turned around and said that he wants the team to check the whole car over. I would imagine he's crossing everything, even as bollocks, hoping that they find some issue with his car. Because if there isn't an issue with, with that car, he has got some serious answering to, to do. He was absolutely useless this weekend. He was. I, I don't think even even if Lewis would have been a bit more in pace with the Red Bulls, I don't think this is, Lewis had a chance to win that race. Because a driver can only run one strategy. So Red Bull could always cover the strategy off with one of the drivers. So there was somebody to beat Lewis Hamilton no matter what happened. And that's because Valtteri Bottas was there. And I personally don't think, if this is the beginning of Valtteri Bottas, the the glue, that fine veneer of glue which holds Bottas together, if this is the end of the last bit of the glue cracking where he starts to fall apart, Mercedes cannot win the uh, Constructors' World Championships and they won't win the Drivers' World Championships and it'll be Bottas's fault. Um, Antonio Giovinazzi, 11th. I don't really know what he did. Probably Antonio Giovinazzi stuff. Uh, Kimi Raikkonen, good finish for him in 10th, picking up a point. Uh, Daniel Ricciardo, another tricky weekend for him, even though he got... uh, uh, he got a, a couple of points in the bag. Again, in the race, in qualifying, even though uh, Lando got demoted because of a penalty, just didn't have the pace of his teammate. Given the fact that this was the weekend where all of the new drivers that moved had pretty good weekends compared to the rest of their season and Daniel Ricciardo is still kind of in the same place, I do wor- worry for him. Like, when does McLaren go, we are losing a lot of points to Ferrari here. You know, it's we we hired, we got Daniel Ricciardo in on this long-term contract, and, um, you know, it's, do, we, do we really want to fundamentally change our car philosophy around him when... Our young star is doing so well, who we've also just signed to a multi-year deal. I think I think tricky times ahead for Daniel Ricciardo, and it makes you wonder, doesn't it? it? Makes you wonder whether if he'd if he'd gone to McLaren when he chose to go to Renault instead, he'd have had his feet under the table. Now I wonder where he'd have been right now if he'd have not moved to Renault. 
Uh, Carlos Sainz, tricky weekend for Carlos Sainz. He had a, a runoff, I believe, uh, locking up and going wide. He wasn't very happy with himself. And uh, just a recovery drive from there, essentially, scoring a few points. He es- essentially, each Ferrari driver doing their job to a certain extent because they beat a McLaren. Each of them beat a McLaren. So Carlos Sainz, although a difficult weekend for the Ferrari team, being ahead of Daniel Ricciardo, that was probably more important than uh, anything else. Yuki Tsunoda, best race since his first Grand Prix. Uh, it was good to see him up in the points. Mixner, uh, like good good overtake on Fernando Alonso, if I remember. Uh, I'm not actually quite sure where Fernando got him back, but uh, it's good to see that happening. Hopefully now the hype around Sonoda can just disappear and we can allow him to grow into being a Formula One driver rather than thinking he was going to be this like 24-hour magic man. Um, and hopefully hopefully it'll take some pressure off from Red Bull as well. We know what they're like. I mean, he's obviously under some sort of pressure because they essentially moved his fucking house for him. Uh, to try and get to try and get some better performances out for him, and it did work, or it seems to have worked. Fernando Alonso in sixth, good solid race for Fernando. He's not where we want him to be. I don't quite know where his comeback's going. I don't know where he is comparative to his car. Uh, it's it's more of a work in progress, isn't it? I th- I feel Fernando if Fernando's up there scoring points and happy and not complaining and every, every and everything's groovy, then realistically we can judge whether his comeback was worth it next year if he's given a decent car and if everything's bunched up and what he can do with it. I think that's when we'll really know what whether Fernando's choice to come back to Formula 1 was worth it or not. Lando Norris, excellent recovery drive, qualified fourth, got stuck back to ninth. Um, yeah. Oh, did he qualify fifth? Can't remember. Can't remember where he qualified. Anyway, he did well getting back up to fifth. He got a bag of points home. It's a shame he got demoted. I think he probably had the car, given the madness that ensued, to get himself onto the podium. Possibly second. Um, possibly third, maybe. I think I, I could have easily seen him, if, he, if he'd have started where he was supposed to start, I could have easily seen him in front of Pierre Gasly and probably Sebastian Vettel, to be perfectly honest. Um, Charles Leclerc, good drive, suppose so. He sort of fell back a little bit, then he benefited from a lot of shenanigans. Um, excellent qualifying lap stuff stuck him on pole. Um, but essentially, he out-qualified that car. See, I can say nice things about Charles Leclerc. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see where they go next because all of a sudden, they seem to have the legs on McLaren. And I don't... Yeah, I wonder how long that's going to sort of last for. But who knows? We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, Pierre Gasly, excellent drive from him. He's really, he's really, really proven himself. And I hope he can find his way. Maybe do another year with AlphaTauri next year uh, to see what goes on with the new rules and possibly see if Alpine sort themselves out. Maybe he can try and if Fernando decides to retire after next year or. Um, things don't work out with Ocon, maybe a new team like Williams can really sort themselves out. Maybe Sebastian Vettel might decide to leave or uh, Stroll, the Stroll family might decide time's up for Lance. For Lance. Uh, he's doing everything in his power to make sure that when 
another drive becomes available. Daniel Ricciardo maybe might even terminate his contract early with McLaren, the way things are going. But Pierre is putting himself in the window to be that guy. If you take like the George Russell out, which looks like Mercedes bound at some point, or of the other midfield runners, he seems to be the guy that you would go give him a better car, give him a better car immediately. He went to Red Bull too quickly. He had Max Verstappen, who's the worst teammate you could possibly have ever um, in a car that is purely designed around Max Verstappen. And it was he was he just wasn't ready for it. The only reason Sergio's getting getting away with it is because of his experience. So, I um, I I'm I'm pleased for Pierre. He's he does he's deserved the results. He deserved the results he's he's getting at the moment. Um, Sebastian Vettel, the redemption of Vettel. Who'd have thought it? Who'd have thought we'd have been sat here looking at Vettel second on the podium, Austin Martin's first. Um. Well, I mean, he led the race for a while, let's not forget. So the first time Austin Martin have led a race, first podium for Austin Martin, um, and just a classic Vettel drive, classic Vettel drive. It's one of those drives where you go, fuck, if that car was better, he'd have won that race. You know, it's, he was he was driving to a Grand Prix winner's capabilities again, you know, like Grand Prix winning level, just maybe not in the machinery that could do it, so... Hopefully, whatever issues Austin Martin have had, they're going to start sorting out. Obviously, this he benefited from some sort of issues, but I mean, even before Lewis, um, even be- sorry, even before Vettel went out and Lewis had his thing, uh, you know, it's on on those younger tires. I think Sebastian might have actually got Lewis anyway, so you know, he was up there. He benefited, but he was up there on pace. You know, I only finished, in, and I know we had the restart, but only finished in like a second, second and a half, something like that, off off the leader. Great stuff from Sebastian Vettel. Sergio Perez, race winner, first win for Red Bull. He really saw it out all weekend, probably underperformed in qualifying because he looked like he was a man that could have got pole. Uh, there was just, there's no real faulting, the man in the race he did everything he could he kept lewis he kept pressure on lewis when lewis cleared the ferrari he cleared the ferrari in short order shadowed lewis and it was at that point it was he was lewis was in that position where he was fighting two red bulls and it it's what red bull needed and it's what mercedes don't need and this is why valtteri bottas is so important and he's not going to be there um quick look at the standings before we go to your talking points i think um max verstappen now leads the grand uh, the grand prix no he did lead the grand prix then he crashed uh leads the driver standings on 105 points lewis is second on 101 points how different that could have been sergio perez jumps up into third with 69 points uh, demoted Lando Norris to fourth with 66 points, which shows just the great job Lando Norris is doing this year. Charles Leclerc, fifth, 52 points, sixth position in the championship with less than half the points of Lewis Hamilton. Valtteri Bottas. Unbelievable. He has two Red Bulls, which you could accept. You can accept two Red Bulls being ahead of a Mercedes if... Max Verstappen's ahead of Lewis Hamilton. But for Bottas, given the machinery he has to be behind Lando Norris by 19 points. Yeah, something like that. 
uh, and Charles Leclerc, it's just not, it's not ideal. Um, he's only five points ahead of Carlos Sainz, a guy that's only just moved to Ferrari. Unbelievable. Um, so yeah, Carlos Sainz, 42 points in seventh. Pierre Gasly now jumps up to eighth in the championship with 31 points. Sebastian Vettel now looking a bit stronger with 28 points in the bank in ninth. Uh, Daniel Ricciardo in 20, with 26 points with, uh, in tenth. And again, massive gulf between teammates there, between Daniel and Lando Norris. Um, Fernando Alonso overtakes Esteban Ocon by one point. He's in 11th with 13 points. 12th, obviously, uh, Esteban Ocon with 12 points. Lance Stroll, a lowly ninth in 13th, and which is strange because you feel that Lance has had a better season than that, but he obviously hasn't. Uh, Yuki Snowda, eight points, 14th place. Kimi Raikkonen, that was his first point of the year. Nice to get a point on the board for Kimi. Uh, Antonio Giovinazzi, 16th. I don't know why Antonio Giovinazzi is behind Kimi because he got his point a week or a race earlier. So I'd have thought he should have been ahead of Kimi in this list. Mick Schumacher, George Russell, Nikita Mazepin, Nicholas Latifi, all still pointless. Um, let's go to your talking points. But first, because we're going to try and do this more professionally, here's a word from our sponsors. Now, what do we have for talking points from you guys? I put the word out, and fuck, did you guys get back in touch with me? Uh, I'm just going to go through them all. Some of them might be the same question. I imagine there's going to be a lot of Bottas heavy stuff. So if we hit the Bottas things, we're gonna we'll talk about them, and then I'll just give you a shout out essentially uh, if if the same thing gets brought up. Uh, Dan Peters, Mercedes brought a new power unit uh, early to Baku, putting miles on it with no points to show for it. Could have serious implications uh, for the championship in in the long run. Uh, Bottas will cost Mercedes the Constructors' Championship. I 100% agree. I didn't think about the new engine, to be perfectly honest. But yeah, you know, it's they they did. They ran a whole race and and, and an engine you know, an engine circuit, so it's going to get some right mileage on it. Red Bull didn't. They haven't used an engine yet, and that's Honda. Think about McLaren Honda. Think about how many engines were used, like, over the course of a fucking race weekend sometimes. Um, Yeah, it, it, crazy. I mean, right, everything, even the next two, City Colbert, President Rob, uh, where was Bottas? Um... Bottas, uh, so President Rob said Bottas outperformed Hamilton. He didn't, did he? Um, Cammy Hutton, surely if uh, Merck wants to fight the Red Bulls, uh, they need to drop Bottas and get Rus- uh, Russell in for the next Grand Prix. Has Checo just uh, just had a great weekend, or has he found uh, uh, how to get the best out of the car? I don't think he's found out how to get the best out of the car because let's face it, Max was still fucking nailing him. But I think he's found out how to get enough out of the car right now. But the thing is, and this is what I've been saying about Bottas all along, Bottas appears to just be Bottas. He doesn't, there's no, he's hit his glass ceiling. That's, this is it. Valtteri Bottas will not become a better Formula One driver than he is right now. I fucking guarantee it. I'm sorry if you're a Valtteri Bottas fan, but these are cold, hard facts. 
This is what I'm here for. I'm here to help you come to terms with this. Um, getting Russell in the car. I don't know about the next Grand Prix. Would that be too soon? But I do believe if they want to win these two world championships, they have to get Russell in the car before the end of the year. Do you leave it till the summer break? Are they going to hemorrhage points? And if, because don't forget, if they're going to start doing, if they're going to do this, they're going to start making plans for it right away. And Bottas will know, even if, even if they don't walk up and tell Bottas what's going on immediately, he, he'll get a vibe. We've all been in a job just before you've either had to jump or be pushed. We've all been there. So I just don't see, I, 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 I don't see this ending well for Bottas over the rest of the year. Uh, Ryan Cartley has ha- has Hamilton shown more signs of cracking under uh, under pressure or the potential to crack than Max this season? Maybe because Max does seem to be really steely at the minute, doesn't he? And let's face it, even though we can't say it was like a a pure luck up from Lewis, he did put himself in the position by knocking that switch which made him lock up. So it was still a Lewis Hamilton mistake in the heat of battle. I do think he, uh, Lewis has probably got more pressure on him than he's had since so, well, since Nico Rosberg. And if we're perfectly honest, you know, it's, the only other time he's been under that much pressure was that one championship he did with um, Felipe Massa. They're, Massa and Rosberg are the only two people that he's ever fought for a championship, really. The others were kind of in the bag, weren't they, if we're honest? Um, did today's race show that Vettel was uh, uh, if Vettel was given a good car by Austin Martin that he could be right up there at the sharp end yep I've said this all along class is permanent form is fleeting so I, I, he's a four time world champion given the, given the right equipment if you've won four world championships you can win five I I I, I I would say that with one, if you win one world championship, if you then given this given the same machinery in the same situation, you can win another one, probably slightly easier than the one you won before. So I'm I'm very happy for Sebastian. I think he he uh, he needed it. He needed that result, and it looks like that uh, Austin Martin is starting to suit him better than the Ferrari did. Uh, I, you know, it's it. This is really good signs for next year for the rule change for Sebastian Vettel, if you ask me. Uh, Dan is a Porteous. Porteous? I don't. I can I can never pronounce. Oh, sorry, Dean. Dean Porteous. I can never pronounce. Read your surname properly. Um, it looks South African. I think I said that before, but don't know. Tell me if it is or not. Uh, Seb back. Yeah, you're right. You know, it's the, I, I, I hope he follows this up in in France with another good point score. Uh, Checo is awesome, delivering or de- delivered all race. Yeah, great race from Checo. Uh, probably have some serious questions to answer. So lucky no one was seriously hurt or killed. Um, yeah, you know, it's Formula One cars are like unbelievably safe. Obviously, people can still die. Obviously, it's still dangerous. I'm not, I'm not trying to talk that down, but. We'll just have to see. Let's not forget, it was an incident-filled race. Maybe it was debris. Maybe the two cars just happened to pick debris up on the same tyre and they let go around about the same point. 
I doubt it. I think it is a tyre issue, but we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, Bottas must have sealed his fate today. Yes, I think he's going to be replaced before the end of the year. I said that probably a few races ago. Um, F1 drama, it's very best. Great race. Yeah, I've I can't can't add can't add anything to that. Um craziness. Craziness in a Formula One race always makes it better. Oh I must have said this last week. Uh by the way, uh my my name is pronounced Porteus. Porteus. Uh you got it right the first time. It's Scottish. Okay, it's not South African. I think the only the only reason I thought it was South African is there is a drummer which I like to watch. If any drummers out there that want that haven't heard of this guy, uh, there's a drummer on YouTube called Cobus uh, Potagy. Potagy. I can't even say his name. I I I I remembered it for like four seconds. If just type in Cobus, you'll find him. Irritatingly good-looking South African bloke, and your surname the way it's written reminded me of that so that's why i thought south african anyway just shows i should read all of the comments before opening my big trap shouldn't i uh chad champion which uh uh i believe he was bend over last weekend um perez is a legit front runner and a real threat to mercedes yep i think he can stop lewis hamilton winning a world championship even if he doesn't win it himself uh, Brian, this is the constructors' battle nobody asked for, but I'm going to enjoy uh, enjoy bantering about this for two straight weeks. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, Raikkonen's <laughs> he he put a picture of of Raikkonen, Giovinazzi, Bottas, Mick Schumacher, Mazepin, and Hamilton. Yeah, it's uh. Um, it's unusual to see Mercedes down there, isn't it? Unusual. Um, Brian said, "What what were the odds on Mazepin finishing higher than Lewis?" I've said this. I said this when it happened to my dad. I was like, "What are the chances? Can you imagine? Can you imagine if you'd walked into the bookies on Saturday and said, I want to put a bet on Mazepin finishing ahead of Lewis Hamilton, and they both finished the race? You would have been laughed out of the world." You'd have been laughed so hard out of that shop. You would have been living on the moon when the bookies rang you up and said, look, mate, sorry about this. Come back down. We have a sack full of money for you. Uh, and Jaffet, I think I think we said your name last time. I probably got that wrong as well because I'm a fucking moron. Um, what do you think uh, Ricardo can't seem to get a hold of in the McLaren? And if George doesn't go to Merck, could Lando get a top seat? Um, this is a dead interesting question. Each element's quite interesting, actually. I think Ricardo's problems brakes, if I'm perfectly honest. Like, he had brake problems with Renault. He doesn't seem to be able to adapt very well. And it seems like like his lunges on people. You know, it's uh, in Red Bull, his like dive bomb attacks on some people, they became prolific. It was his signature maneuver. Um, his pace seems to be all about like however it whether he's extremely late on the brakes or just hard on the brakes and if you take that brake feel away from him it it doesn't seem to go well does it so that's what i think the issue is 
we'll we'll have to see. I mean, it's not looking good for him. You know, if it, he doesn't seem to have improved at all with that car. That's what gets me. I don't I don't see any improvement whatsoever. I hope he does. Yeah, I'm not Ricardo hate, and I mean, who doesn't like Daniel Ricardo? But it's it's a it's it's a tall order, and he needs to get on top of it pretty fucking rapidly, really, doesn't he? Um, I think George will go to Merck. Um, I don't know about Lando uh, hitting a top drive or not, but I t- to be perfectly honest, I mean, first of all, Lando's just signed a long-term deal, so I wouldn't imagine he's going to go anywhere. And I, I would argue he's is in a top team. When you look at the the rate of improvement from McLaren, would you be surprised if they were fighting for a world championship with the uh, um with the new rule changes? I wouldn't. If, if all of a sudden we found out that McLaren were like a legit front runner winning races next year, I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be very happy about it. So I'd argue that he's already in a top team, so he doesn't need to move to be in one. And and you never know. Merck could get it wrong next year. They could get it wrong and be like fifth in the Constructors' Championship while everyone gets it right. Like I said, I'm still convinced Mercedes in its, in its current guise won't be on the grid next year. Uh, Star Rider on... Well, you've got loads of numbers after your name, haven't you? If if you hadn't actually sent a message, I'd think you were a troll. Um, how much longer do Merck stick with Bottas? He's looking a bit busted. Uh, he's a, looking a bit busted flush at the minute. I've never heard that, that phrase before. Is it something to do with playing cards? Um, yeah, I, I think Bottas is fucked. I, I don't. I don't see how he pulls himself around from this. You know, he's... We've seen this before from Bottas. We've seen it before, and I don't see... I just don't see him fixing it. Uh, On to the uh, talking points you gave me from Instagram here. Uh, Remlers are fucking... Why can't people just put their fucking names... Um, F1 should try uh, try IndyCar quality rule where the timing line is placed back from the pit entry after after the hot lap so they go straight into the pits instead of trundling around in everybody's way. I like that. Not only does it stop people trundling around in everybody's way, it also gives them more chance to get another lap in because they don't have to do a piddly round in lap. You fixed F1. And I, I think that's a fucking great idea, and I will, re- I will remember that and say it on tonight's three legs, four wheels as well. You're a very clever man. Um, John D ninety, do you think Vettel has turned a corner with Austin Martin, or was this a race of random chance? He was already up there running at the top before all the chaos kicked off, so he was already having a good Grand Prix, and he was in the position to benefit from it. So, uh, yeah. Kev Clage, uh, where was Bottas? Fuck knows where was fucking Bottas. Um, if he wasn't in the paddock trying to get himself into the drive, he's probably spending his time wrong. Um, Valhalla's champion. Uh, I bet Christian is punching the air uh, when <laughs> now that he's finally got a number two. I think you're probably right, but this is the thing. This is like it's Red Bull's own making, though, isn't it? Constantly promoting people to the top team which weren't ready to be there, and look at the drivers they've destroyed. You know, I still think John Eric Verne might be an escape, might be one of the world champions that escaped 
from Formula One. You know, it's he's he seems like a class act. Don't forget, he should have won Monaco if they hadn't fucked that for him. Uh, in a Toro Rosso. So yeah, Jean Eric Verne was a, is a class act, and they f- did him. Um, Pirate Lewis, uh, ninety-three. Uh, love Lewis, but he's uh, he's very clearly not handling the pressure very well at the moment. Vettel is reborn. Ferrari developing very well. Checo new deal inbound. If he keeps performances like this, Pirelli not up to the task to carry on in F one. Uh, let's take these bit by bit. Um, I don't know about Lewis not handling pressure very well. Look, man, he's. How often we do we see Lewis make a mistake? Not very. So that can go two ways, can't it? Either we say, look, the guy can handle pressure, or yeah, he's cracking under pressure. I can, I get what you're saying. It was definitely a mistake knocking that magic button on. And let's fucking be honest here, it might not even be true. Um. So yeah, he's he saw the opportunity to get past um, Perez and go like 20 odd points ahead in the championship that's what he saw and he should have settled for second if we're perfectly honest he should have done the whole marathon not a sprint thing braked early into that corner seeing if he could have done something slipstream in the next lap even because that like that mercedes was slipstream and stuff for fun so yeah he, he bottled it didn't he? he did he did bottle it um is Vettel reborn? I believe so. I think this is that was him shaking off his final, final few things from uh, Ferrari. And I think we're going to see just good, solid performances from Vettel. As good as that car can produce, it's not the, it's not the pink Mercedes we saw last year. Um, and if he can score good points for that team, he'll put himself in good favour. And going into next year, he might be a threat. He might be something to deal with for people. Uh, oh, so same guy. And Russell to Merck now. Bottas, obviously useless. Yeah, I, th- I think we're all in agreement here. Everyone that listens to this podcast seems to be in agreement, or that's bothered to message in, seems to be in agreement that it's time for Bottas to move on. Um, Jesus Christ. Dunnish Schulberg. What? Do, 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 oh fuck I'm fucking dyslexic man just change your name to Dave um, how Mazepin tried to start his uh, mil- how Mazepin tried to start his military service early and tried to start a war with Germany yes he did didn't he <laughs> oh that's funny I like that I don't like your name but I like that um, David Squibs Squibs 85 maybe uh do f1 uh, uh want to re- to really stay with pirelli oh sorry i didn't answer this before did i for the last comment i will i will now um there've been so many tire tire failures I, I mean have there been that many tire failures if we're honest there's been a lot of people pushing tires beyond the limits and let's not forget some of that was them trying to play around with fucking tire pressures and making things dangerous themselves um I don't know. It's a fucking thankless job being a tire supplier, isn't it? You make bulletproof tires that you take that you put on in June and fucking take off in December, and people go, "Oh, we need tires that wear." Then they make tires that wear, and they go, "Oh my god, that tire blew up!" And you go, ah, "Fuck! What do you want? What do you fucking want? Should we make them out of wood? 
How would that feel? That they'd last forever and be slippy then. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I think I, why anybody would want to supply tires for Formula One, I've no fucking idea. It's it's just beyond me. We're like I say, we're a thankless task. Uh, Steve G two one sixty. Uh, will Toto not uh, not swapping Russell and Bottas at the summer break? Uh, be the first major mistake of the hybrid era. I think they should swap them before. And thinking about it, there's a two-week break now, isn't it, between races. Then we've got three races on the bounce. Maybe this is time. Maybe this is the time because if you go into three back-to-back races, then you're going to have Bottas there basically till the summer break, aren't you? So, no, I think I, I think, I think they should do it right now. I've just changed my mind. Um, either way, I, I really don't think like Bottas can if if he performs badly in France he he is destroying Mercedes chances of uh, of scoring another constructors and Lewis's chance of beating Schumacher's records because let's face it there's no guarantee that next year any of these people that are front runners will be front runners anymore uh Keen Jeff I think uh Two stellar races in the uh, in a row for Seb. Bottas is about to be replaced by Russell, as you predicted. Uh, epic, uh, epic brain fart by Lewis. Perez deserved uh, the win, but was lucky. All that's right. All that's right. And when Lee predicts stuff, all was bet on Lee. Um, Ankit Dandu. Dandu. What? Ankit uh, Dandu. Fucking behave, guys. Uh, Gasly has been su- uh, superb all weekend and I think he's one of the top five in F1 of drivers right now uh, oh sorry yeah uh, Now, uh, and also Alonso did a great race yeah I don't know if he's top five but he's certainly he's certainly putting his <sighs> right now you take him over, over Danny Ricciardo though wouldn't you if someone said you want Gasly or Ricciardo you'd take fucking Gasly Uh Atomic Fabrications. I wasn't a big fan of changing up quality, but after the two botches this weekend in a row, it's looking pretty good, isn't it? I'm a huge fan uh, of the one car on the track at the time format. No traffic, no tow, uh, no outside influences, straight quality pace. Yeah, but it's boring. It's boring. I want shenanigans. I want all the shenanigans. All of them. All the shans and the nanigans. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm i not opposed to gimmicks if they work. This is the thing. Um, in my eyes, that when you get something like DRS, DRS works too well. If it did what it was supposed to do and it was just supposed to get them to the braking zone like at the same time, all for it. Um so yeah, I'm I'm down for gimmicks if they work. I can't wait for the sprint races to see what happens on the Saturday sprint races. Sounds fucking epic as far as I'm concerned. And I very rarely use the word epic because most of the time people that say that are twats. Uh so I should probably use it all the time. I know what you're saying and I know what you're thinking. So yeah, uh I'm 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 down for moving things around, down for the sprint races. I hope it goes well and I hope they do them like next year all the time take take the sprint race uh sprint race what you call it order from fucking 
best times in FP3. That's what I'd do. Make the grid from the sprint race. Seems seems good. Seems like a good idea. Anyway, that's us. We had a brilliant Bahrain. We're used to having brilliant Bahrains, aren't we? I have just recorded this podcast and I'm going to be oh, totally open and honest with you. I'm now going to go and talk about Formula 1 for another hour and a half on Three Legs, Four Wheels. So you probably got the best of me in the words of the Foo Fighters. I thank you and bid you adieu. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Network.